more than a string. Alright guys, this is Maddie. I have big news. No, you know what? I have huge news. It's been about a month and a half, but I finally found Dan. <laughs> um, I've, been, I've been looking for him, calling him, texting him, emailing him for the last month and a half. Got nothing, but I finally managed to track him down. So, Dan, why don't you tell everybody what's been going on uh, for the last six weeks or so? Seems like you've been pretty busy. Yeah, well, the gym has uh, picked up really nicely. I could not be happier with the with the progress of it. Um, and so that's one of my excuses, just feeling really overwhelmed in a good way and uh, trying to kind of organize myself a lot more. And then on top of that, traveling a lot. Uh, I went down to Texas for about a week for the uh, coaches conference, came back, went and visited some family in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then now I'm back and I'm ready for action, especially I've been reached out to by, I could even go into many, at least 10 people who are asking me for more podcast episodes and a little bit of a kick in the ass from Scott Hambrick telling me to get on it because um, he wanted to hear more too. So here we are. Kind of, I kind of feel like a prairie dog, just kind of living my life, life underground and just popping my head out. But I'm ready to do this. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we start by talking about your gym a little bit? Um, tell us, because I, I, I can't even remember. Um, I think you had started it, but I don't know that we talked a whole lot about what you were doing. So why don't you update us on that? Yeah. So I mean, it's funny because I remember actually, I think me and you just had a a Skype call when you first started SSOC and you asked me about starting a gym. This was before we even started podcasting together. And I was kind of wishy-washy with my answer. Like, I don't know. I thought about it. And I think I had been resisting that that's what I, I don't know. I kind of felt like I needed to just go do. Uh, and it's been something I thought I've been thinking about since I, I mean, that's when I first got into training other people, it was with the ambition to open up a gym of my own one day. But that one day, like saying that one day, just, you know, never seemed like it would be a day that would actually come. It was just, you know, a very procrastination phrase. And when you asked me about it, it actually put it in my head. And then because I had been thinking about it and then I went over to actually my sister's friend's house, who's a real estate agent. And we were just talking about training. She wouldn't want to start training with me. This is back in February, probably about right around the beginning of February. And she said, you know, you should just open a gym of your own. And because she was thinking about putting equipment in her house, I could train right at her house because I was just kind of bouncing around to different CrossFit gyms to train people out of. And I just wasn't real happy. Uh, it was really hard to build a base in a gym that wasn't my own and having to maneuver around um, doing something very similar to CrossFit in terms of the movements that we're using. And it was kind of confusing for people because they're like, well, why aren't we doing all that stuff? And it'd be hard because just my philosophy on training doesn't really line up with the the methodology of CrossFit, although some of the movements are the same. Uh, so that was kind of difficult to grow a clientele like that. And I just wasn't doing as well as I had wanted to. And so then she put it in my head too, why don't you just open up your own space? And so then I, I just did it. I set you know a goal on, I remember the date, it was February 17th. And I said by, uh, eight, by May 5th, I wanted to have a gym open with at least 10 members. And the model I'm running is small group training for now. 
um, groups of three to five people at most, just because my space is not much bigger than a walk-in closet. But I figure I just took the advice of really Matt Reynolds and and other mentors, but specifically him. And just if I didn't have a garage to start out in, then I need to find like the smallest thing I could and keep my overhead as low as possible, and then just build it and move out when I needed to. And so that's the approach I took: small group training, uh, groups of four or five people. Um, it's you know that that's and I wanted to f- I I didn't want to do one on one training anymore because I I just am a better coach when I have more going on because I. I have to be a lot more on my toes and, and I just, you know, have to cue and just go with my gut right away and not overthink things. And, and then it's also not as much downtime in between where you're just kind of hanging out, talking for five to six minutes while someone's resting. Um, and so I enjoy that a lot more. And so that's, that's what I created something that I wanted, something that I could, uh, that I'd feel fulfilled and happy doing, and that I'd be able to build a sustainable income on too. And so that's, that's what's happened over the last couple months. I mean, I hit my goals. I wanted 10 members by day one. I think I had nine and then 10 was the week after. So I was right there. And then now getting up close to a little around 20, actually today I have two people coming in. So I think it'll be right, right around 20, if not 21 or 22 by the end of today. And, uh, so now I'm actually looking, I found a new space and I'm going to be moving into a new space. And, um, what, what I'd like to do, I guess my vision for the gym is to have a, uh, the small group training, I guess if we're talking like, I don't know if this is a business term, but advice I've received before is find something that and create something that could be kind of like your reliable cash cow, something that you can, you know, always rely on. And so that's the small group training and then develop other streams of, of revenue and, and other services for people. Uh, and so what I, what I'm planning on doing is having the small group training. And then at a certain point, Basically, people don't necessarily need me standing over them every single rep of every single set that they do, and they can become more independent, especially my younger crowd. And so I'm going to have more of a barbell graduate program, which will still have certain times when people come in, but it'll be more on their own. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is develop some sort of training registry where people can go on and I can match training partners together, or I might just do it based off of knowing people's personalities and the times that they can work out together and give people training partners and a training crew, um, just to keep the atmosphere there and then have basically like a barbell graduate program where people who, who are a little more independent can go off and, and who don't need me as much, um, can go and train by themselves. Um, I'll still be there. They can come ask questions. I'll go over, maybe watch their last set or so. And then once a month do a form check with them. And so that way they, they stay at the gym. They can train more on their own there. I can pro- I'll always program for them and then they can get a form check once a month to make sure that form creep isn't too, isn't too strong. So that's kind of where I'm at in my vision for the gym. Man, that's awesome. Um, one thing that's cool. I like about your small group training model. I know this is still kind of on a small scale, but like another important business principle is that you know, the more, and again, it's not always about making money, but the more people you help, the more money you're going to make. And obviously doing one-on-one training all the time is going to limit the number of people that you can impact. And I think we would both agree that more people need to be reached by this model of training. So, you know, even stepping up from one person to small group training is definitely a, a big improvement. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I find because I don't know. I think it's a little bit Bo Bryant's philosophy is like, he just, well, he just wants to fill his gym with people. And the more I do this, the more I want to do that too. So I'd like to even move on and make this smaller group, even like medium sized group training to where I could still handle maybe like eight people at a time where I could still handle coaching everybody. Um, and, and still fill the gym up with more people. Cause that's exactly it. I think that's a natural progression for people in the training field is to go from, 
maybe one-on-one training, it, you know, you develop your confidence there, you, you get good at your craft there and then progress maybe into two or three people at a time. And then over time you get a little bit better and better. And then you can, you can help more people at one time. And luckily for me, or fortunately I, I you know, at working at the college level, like that's all it was. It was like, there would be 50 people in a room and you just got to bounce around giving cues. And so I think my experiences there have helped me now with being able to handle multiple people at one time and keep it all organized and the energy level up. And so it's, it, it's, a, it goes a lot faster it's 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 really fun and it also it, it creates a really good atmosphere for people too um, and it's cool because I'll have a 45 year old person training next to a 16 year old athlete and we can find common ground there and still have a good time and you don't know it's just people bonding through barbell training because everyone has something in common because they all know it's hard and and they joke about that and but they still do it anyway and everyone cheers for each other and they support each other and um, I mean, we have, I have 60 year old women in the mornings at 6am bumping to rap music because another 25 year old guy who comes in, he's like, he, he got them listening to rap music and they're all bumping their heads and dancing, which th- they had never really like listened to that music before, but it's really cool. They're bonding over, over the beats and, and lifting and cheering each other on. And so uh, that I think is creating just organic growth because people want to bring their friends and join them and do that kind of thing together. Right. So I guess that sort of goes into my next question. How are you getting people to your gym or how do people find out about your gym? Cause you're growing pretty so well. I'm re- like, I would say I'm a type a personality who's accepting of my personality and that I recognize that in certain, I, I'm, I don't know. It's weird. Like I'll be, I'm very systematic and I need to see like logic and progression and I need to have some, I need to have control over something. I, I, f- perceive that I need to have that type of control. So, I mean, a lot of the coaches that I talk to are like word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. And I, I a hundred percent agree. I think that word of mouth is going to be my best marketing tool that there is in, in any business really. And so, but I want control over that. I'm like, well, how can I create more word of mouth other than just providing a really good experience for people in the gym itself? And so I, I, I want to keep it really simple with the three ways that I, that I guess I market, um, so the first way is just really basic, just social media and being persistent and con- consistent with putting content out there. And that's actually driving up uh, my, I guess, my SEO, search engine optimization. So in Google now, people Google gyms in Skinny Atlas. I'm on the first page now. My Facebook page is actually because that's where I post a lot of stuff. And the reason I chose Facebook is because a lot of the the, the crowd that I'm targeting to come into the gym in my town are pretty much 35 or 40 and over. And those are the people who are on Facebook more so right now. They are moving and and migrating over toward Instagram. And then I actually think they're going to be migrating over towards Snapchat in the next couple years too. Um, so using social media just to put out good content, whether it's something entertaining or whether it's something um, motivational, like, you know, sh- displaying a client or a member who's doing something awesome. Like I just had a a 50 plus year old woman deadlift 185 yesterday and she was so happy. She texted me later on with a glass of wine saying, I deserve this. And I was like, hell yeah, you do. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so that was really cool. She never thought she could do that stuff. So like people like that, you know, trying to basically what I'm trying to do in terms of my content is listen to what my members are saying and then produce content for them. Because if I put out content for them, it's probably going to help someone else who has the same questions. So 
that that's what that's what I do with social media. I just have a little schedule of things I'm going to post. And sometimes it's just off the cuff. But I think just being consistent and putting good, valuable information out there or fun or motivation for people is uh, is is my approach to that, keeping it really simple. So social media has been one thing that's kind of driven a few people to the gym. Another thing that I do is just a, a referral incentive. So if people... Basically, it's. Uh, I think I might change it up a little bit, but it's give a hundred, get a hundred. So if if someone, uh, I've learned that people aren't necessarily motivated a lot of times for selfish reasons, um, and you you people are more likely to get their friends in the door if you incentivize their friends to come in. So for example, if someone when someone signs up for the gym, I say, okay, um, you're. If you refer somebody in, you're going to hook your friend up and they're going to get $100 off of their first month of training. And then you're also going to get $100 off of your next month of training. So it might not be making as much those first two months. I'll still be, you know, driving more revenue to the gym. But over the course of time, like my goal is to keep members over the course of time, those people are going to stay. And and, and I, I'm willing, I guess, it, I don't think it's that big of a deal to take a little bit of a hit. Not really, though. I'm still making more money over the first two months there and keep people. And it makes people feel like, oh, I got the hookups. And I, I think that like when I, when I know I'm that way, like if someone says, oh, I, I really love this person at con- uh, like at, uh, like a musician or something. And I'll be like, oh, you know what? Like I have extra tickets here. Why don't you here? You take them if I'm not going to go or something like that. People are more driven. I've seen people are driven more so by doing that kind of thing rather than being like, hey, if you refer someone, you get this. But if they have something they could give to someone else, it makes people feel good, especially if you get selfless people in the gym, which most people I find that I have attracted to the gym um, are that way in, in some way. So that's the second thing that I've been doing that has worked very well. And then the last thing I'm doing, which I think is the coolest part of it, is that I've I, I want to create systems that I can rely on to that I can trust that over time they're going to help drive in members to the gym. But I also want to do it in a way that makes people feel safe. And I don't, you know, that phrase, I don't want to be salesy about it because uh, I think people are turned off and like, it might be like an instinctual thing. Like, you know, you get protective over it. Like, you know, the used car salesman thing when you feel like you're being attacked or sold something. I feel like that's poor sales <laughs> if you feel like you're being sold something. So what I've been doing is I-, I wanted to create events. And at first I thought it would be a good idea to create more fitness related events. So like, oh, come in and I'm going to teach you how to squat for free or I'm going to teach you, you know, we're going to teach you about nutrition or that kind of thing. Um, and I was going to try and reach out to other people from the from the town and get them to come in through like Facebook advertise or whatever it was. But then I learned I, there's a piece of advice I got from a, a trainer down in Nashville. Um, his name's Andy. He's, he's fantastic. And he said, piece of advice was I wouldn't worry so much about the people you don't have. I'd focus all of your energy on the people that you do have. And so taking that advice, I'm like, oh, well, how can I just create events that my members would really want to come to um, and not feel like, well, I'm going there because, you know, it's a gym thing and I want to go and, you know, support support Dan because, you know, I, I really like hanging with him and training. Like, I actually want to create events that people like are like, oh, I can't wait to go to that. And they ask me, hey, can I bring my friends to this? And I'm like, hell yeah, bring your friends, bring as many people as you want. So instead of doing fitness related things, because we're always talking about that stuff Monday through Sunday, I mean, I'm at the gym almost every single day, every all week. I'm talking about that stuff. I'm, we're, we're drilling technique. We're talking about the physiology of things. We're talking about starting strength method. Uh, instead of doing that, I think it's a good thing to escape that and, and have a times where you're not talking about training at all and just, just get away from it. 
Um, and so ha- what I started doing was on Thursday nights, I just have beer nights. Like every, like tonight is Thursday. We're going to, after training's over, we go and grab a beer together, whether it's two people or 10 people, it depends on the time of year, depends on the week. Um, we all just go and hang out and drink a beer. And, and it also supports the local business in the same building that I'm at. And so they love me because I, you know, it develops good relationships all around. And then the other thing that I'm doing is once a month, we have just like basically member only events and bring your friends. So member and friends. And it's a lot easier for me to market to the members. I just talk to them. Hey, we're going to do this this month. You should, you know, you, you, you want to come? Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Hey, can I bring so-and-so? Absolutely. Come on. So for example, this month we're doing on Saturday night, we're doing a role-playing game. Um, called mafia and we're going to play a game and people are really excited about it. One of my members husbands is bringing, he brews his own beer. Um, so he's bringing his beer and then another, we're having it at one of my members shops who has, uh, he does see construction, like he builds retaining walls. And so he has a big shop that's very nice and neat and clean. And so we're going to go in there and then have a bonfire afterwards. So creating environments where people want to come, where people want to bring their friends and then where their friends feel safe, in that environment. So they don't feel like, Oh, well, I'm going to this person's gym. What am I going to be sold on? Instead it's, Oh, I'm going to hang out with this group of people who are a part of this gym. And then we can get talking. And then if they're interested in, and, and they sound interested and, and they want to talk about the gym, you know, it's very non-threatening. Uh, they feel safe in that environment. And we could talk about that and, and say, Hey, well, why don't you come in and try a free session? And then once they try a free session, majority of the time, if they have someone who's a part of the gym and they've obviously heard about it. They're meeting people in the gym. They see the sense of community and support that's there and they're drawn to that. And then they come to the gym and they see that, like, I know what I'm talking about and that it's a, you know, it's, it's a friendly environment and they feel safe and then typically they join. So that's kind of my system. So to re rehash each of them is the social media, the, um, the, uh, referral system and then the, the marketing system that's really just creating like fun parties that people want to want to come hang out at. And so that's what I've done. And I think I'm just going to keep doing that consistently and, um, and grow the gym like that because it's working. Man, that's awesome. Well, now I can see why you've been so busy lately uh, with all the stuff that's going on there. So here's what I think I want to do now. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up for this week. And next week, what we'll talk about is the Starting Strength Coaches Conference, because I definitely want to hear about that. Yeah, Um, that sounds good, Maddie. Fascinated by what goes on there. So we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. And uh, next week, we'll be back. We'll call this Catching Up with Dan, like with a catching with an apostrophe in, not with a G on it. Um, And then we'll do part two of that next week with the Coaches Conference. All right? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for listening to More Than Strength. Be sure to check out morethanstrength.com slash podcast for links and show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and tell a friend. Thanks. Thanks.